Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Augmented Past Real by Liam Burke. Gritty pocked steel and chrome approached brick and mortar facade, throwaway progress in stark contrast to degrading craftsmanship. Soft, meaty receptors pierced the glass portals of the van, collecting data in the old way through barbaric bombardment of photons on cones and rods, object identified as apartment building, evaluation crummy. Jazz flexed an inner muscle married blissfully to his base and triple-checked the gig. Details of the data sets matched, and while the meat and terp was crummy, crucial details like address and appearance lined up. Muscles danced and flesh answered, expressing distaste at the places he was sent. But they couldn't all be lifts. Lobies had lives, too. Overlay was shallow here, and the van doors weren't helping, shielded as they were. There was nothing for it, and so he released carbon from his main cranial orifice and skin shimmied to the pavement. Systems in his base roused themselves when they came into better contact with the local connection, soothing his offended sensibilities with more palatably processed sets. Crummy stone fell away, their matter filtered and mercifully translucent. The inner circuitry of the apartment complex sprang into focus, Steel and copper laced in sloppy bundles wound up nerves shooting apprehension into the air. Tenants were throughout, a few avatars busy in overspace at their jobs or screwing in impossible ways only the augmented reality overlay allowed. He sifted further, tagging tenant avatars in biomasses larger than five kilograms. Scarcity reigned supreme, gloriously focused sets entering and exiting his base through his overlay receptors, pure information riding lightning to and from his mind. Small movements pinged in growing clusters, fuzzy physical shapes with fuzzier overlay representation, jammers like the superintendent suspected. He assigned red to their input interp, contrasting the rat swarms to the empty space around them. Frequencies were flipped through the Swiss Army knife of data reception until fur came into focus. He counted three dozen and some change, only a third of which were actual jammers. Mostly between floors, in walls, a hole in the basement based on the location. He added a tag to the for really real jammers, and lowered his fizz form to the ground, back resting into the rubber-lined indentation on the driver's side of the company van. Signals left his brain and shot through the ligaments of his face, assembling a smile. Finally, the good stuff. 
Preliminary scans showed the area was saturated with riders, scanners, and crashers, which didn't surprise him. This was a lobby neighborhood, and you got what you paid for. When that was nothing, well... He closed the watery spheres he was born with and switched over entirely to overlay receptors. Avatar fully realized he stood six foot exactly, etched entirely out of electric black, with a smile as bright as the two eyes screaming out glaring light emission. Long fingers hung at what meat suits would have considered monstrous lengths. But this wasn't meat space, so they could get bent. He didn't hop directly into the Aerosphere, instead routing himself through the routing system of the company van. It stood massive and monolithic in the Aerosphere, with an iron gate straight out of a thick. His approach was impeded long enough for it to receive his access code through the tips of his fingers, and then he was inside. The cool, sleek interior of an elevator carriage closed around him, an unnecessary sense of motion letting him know he would be safe when the doors opened. Said portal regurgitated him, and he stood exactly where he had before. Neon streets and incandescent pinpoints lit up his vision, dimly lighting the whole block. A lift would have been near blinding, forcing a scale back, but here it was oppressively dark, forcing a scale up. Details came into focus, a half-used data stick smoldered in the gutter of fizz space, the various tenants of other apartments down the street, a rider slinking along toward him. He ignored it, as it repeatedly found itself skipping off the doors of the van fortress. He had a gig to complete. Filters appeared in the air before him, and he now used his hands to pick and choose datasets stored in his base and fine-tune them, until there was only the outline apartment complex for the gig and red clusters of rats. The jammers were much shadier here, blots of emptiness making the lives of those in the building unacceptably difficult. A common ploy by rival companies to claim overlay access was better with them and not their competitors. He chuckled. Static outbursts of information jumbled to represent a general loss of control. He hoped the rivalries never stopped. He approached each cluster, long dark digits dancing through the shifting malaise around each jammer, and juiced a little extra input to each of their implanted chips. Heat sinks undercompensated, and one by one the jammers met the heat death of the universe a little earlier than planned. Near to the last, an honest-to-goodness defense program reared its ugly form, a hodgepodge of language with obvious holes and easily accessed back doors. It wasn't even fun to dismantle it and leave it twitching in the overlay. But that's why they sent Jazz. He was a professional. He cared. He loved his job. As the last jammer winked out, the Aerosphere burst into clarity, a surprisingly large amount of it. Confused defense programs for the apartment suddenly wandered back in. The Jazz had read his malicious wares. Maybe not so unprofessional after all. His avatar looped back reluctantly to the van, and with a crackling sigh of entropic energy, he rerouted to his fizz space. 
With all the infuriating inefficiency of meat, he climbed back to the driver's seat and checked his base. There was another gig in a midi neighborhood. Signals transferred to receivers, gliding jazz to his next gig, never noticing the absent addict itch. Such things were for flesh, and he was wired steel. He was augmented past real. This has been Augmented Past Real, written by Liam Burke, and originally published on 600 Second Saga. Manawaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manawaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. Thank you.